0: You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
1: The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shenny Robot sent you. It started on their brewer's stash line, a one-off German-style pilsner. But the folks at Solitude liked it so much that they asked the Bohemian to can it and make it a seasonal beer something you could drink out on the mountain or maybe he's an app at the lodge try the new solitude brewski from the bohemian let us know what you think
0: this second like half of the movie in sweats well at, <laughs> at some point she does
2: like borrow jack black's jacket and wears that for a good chunk of the movie gotcha but then like karen kellen but they justify it by get like she's the kick-assiest of the group so she's like their tank hmm Whereas Zorak, so, his only power is bouldering looks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which is true to life. Um, movies right, and video games.
1: <laughs> movies <laughs> and
3: video games. So, Rebecca. Yeah. You are our new movie critic, I've decided. Da, 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 da,
2: da, 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 da. Because
3: you have a movie pass and no life, so you get it.
2: Also, like also, you have, love also love.
3: you have the movie pass, so you get to see all these cool movies. Yeah. You and your pal PJ. Yeah, shout out to PJ. Woop, woop. So, you've seen a fuck ton of movies I want to talk about I want to talk about I because I really enjoyed oh, yeah, that movie. Oh yeah, I
2: saw that one. I really liked it.
3: I'm bummed Tom's not here because he didn't like it as much, and it would have been good to have what, like uh, another perspective. What
2: but, did he not like about it?
3: Couldn't tell you. I don't really mm. know. Mm. It just it didn't seem like he cared for it, and we didn't have a lot of time Tom's to talk not after. Tom's into figure skating. Weird. Seems
1: <laughs> like the kind of guy that's like really into
0: figure skating. I also just find it weird that two people who think a fucking hot dog is a sandwich
3: didn't have the same opinion about a movie. I'm not. I'm not doing hot dog and
0: sandwiches. No, we're not doing that. I'm just saying, fuck you. What'd you love about
3: it? Why are you bringing it back,
2: man? I thought we were past this. We are past
1: this. Are because we? America right? spoke. I Tonya, please. <laughs> I Tonya
3: felt like that dark comedy that did a pretty good job of skirting along the line of being like, this is a little too ridiculous, but this is also a little too sad. You know what yeah, I
2: mean? Yeah, and I um really like when i like movies based on true events especially when they're bananas and i don't know the whole story right and so like i thought um and that
0: was all like a little bit before our time
2: yeah I mean, it was 19, like 1996
1: i mean yeah. we were kids we probably didn't give a shit yeah i was about, like
2: seven you know. so i remember like maybe seeing it on tv
1: I remember it going on. Like, Which, I remember the... Uh, beer, please. Not <laughs> not your whiskey. I, I just remember the...
2: Why?
1: Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah the, the news footage, right? Like, yeah, the, and I always thought
2: of. it was, um like, somebody, like, did bust uh, Nancy Kerrigan in the knees, but, like, I never really knew much more about My that. My mom
1: always watched figure skating, so that's mm-hmm. probably why.
2: But it was really kind of fascinating to learn about, like, Tanya Harding's whole role in that situation Mm -hmm. and like her whole backstory and her she was like the redneck of figure skating and that that story in itself i think was really cool
3: you end up like sympathizing quite a bit with her Mm -hmm. especially being that like this is somewhat spoilery for a true event but she didn't have a lot to do with it she thought that they were going to be like trying to scare um
2: yeah, they, they wanted to send scare her. Nancy
3: Kerrigan, but she had no yeah. idea that it was going to be like a physical assault And she mm-hmm. didn't know about any of this until after she'd gotten into the Olympics
1: hmm
2: Yeah, and I think what's really funny, too, is now that like Tanya Harding is back in the press <clears throat> So much and Nancy Kerrigan was asked about it and she's like, oh, I've been too busy figure skating to really pay attention <laughs> Of course <laughs> so so, I also, yeah, But I also didn't know that Tanya Harding was banned from figure skating What the, the fuck, fuck was that? Was that?
3: Sounds like a spring. Just yeah. trying to fix things and they made things <laughs> You did a great, great job. Worse. So, yeah, she was banned, which which she was had the rough harsh. Guard, but, which was you
2: know? harsh because, like, her. This is really spoil kind of spoilery, but like her scene in the courtroom where she's getting that sentence is like heartbreaking. Yeah. Because she's like, please just like give me the jail time. as she because she literally knows nothing else. She's been skating since she was five years old. And, like, she dropped out of high school to figure skate. That's... It's not
3: like there was an income in her family so that she could yeah. jump into something else. I worked at an ice rink for, like, two and a half years. Figure skaters
1: are the weirdest fucking people I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, yeah? Yes. They I are so. all fucking nuts, and their parents are worse. So, like, I it. it's like <laughs> this whole Pageant. story mm-hmm. just always made sense. Yeah. But then, if you look at now and how fucked up U.S. gymnastics Ooh. is and the Olympics committee is... It makes
3: mm. extra sense because they're all terrible. Well oh, that guy people. that was the doctor that had yes. assaulted all these oh, young yeah. girls.
0: Um so real quick, what's the what's the movie based off of? So I know It's Gen- based
2: off of Tanya Harding's life.
0: Yeah, well, right. First. But I mean like was there some sort of memoirs, a biography? There's like, a bunch what of what was the source material aside from there's like There's a bunch of
2: interviews that were done and they okay. shoot the Parts of the movie in the style of those interviews, and then at the end of the movie, they show clips of those interviews, so they match up kind of well. Yeah, it's really cool.
3: Which was interesting too, watching the movie and hearing some of the ridiculous lines, because you think, oh, this is like based on a true story, so they embellished, and then they showed the real people saying these things that I thought were way too wild. Like her
2: mom, bonkers. Her her mom was her mom's crazy. Her
3: husband's best friend. I feel his name was fucking crazy. Uh, But you also feel the there was a lot of really heart wrenching moments. I mean, even she's abused through a lot of the movie and she kind of fights back and mm-hmm. it's, it's played up kind of in a comical way, but not so much. But the thing she said of, you know, I was hit my whole life and then nobody gave a shit. And Nancy Kerrigan got hit once mm-hmm. and everybody freaked out about it. Yeah. It was like, Ooh, fuck.
0: Yeah. Up. That's, that's kind of fucking
3: heavy. Yeah. And she talks about yeah. like
2: her abusive relationship with her husband, how like she mm-hmm. was, she got hit all the time growing up and that's how her mother, that's how she knew her mother loved her. And so that's why she was okay with her husband hitting her.
3: Yeah, it's it was really good. It had some really funny moments and it had some really like heart-wrenching moments. Mm-hmm. And yep. I I liked the they did confessionals during it, but then they also did mid-sequence fourth wall breaking confessionals yeah, where she turn that and was, say this happened. this happened style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um which which was, was great. I didn't know anything about it. Like I didn't know it was coming oh, that's out. Right. I hadn't heard it at all and you told me and like, "Oh yeah, and she was into boxing boxing, she'd been abused." And I was like, Okay, now this sounds interesting, because mm-hmm. if you just tell me, like, this fucking news story that happened 20 years ago, and Tanya Harding's been just kind of a joke forever. You said it sounded like a Hallmark movie, which, well, yeah, from your like perspective, it, mm-hmm. totally yeah. does. And then, just because she was always, like, on celebrity boxing, and just I always... I think
2: they made a good choice by turning it into a dark comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise it, it would have been campy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, well, I completely
0: and that agree. was... I mean, it's it's an event that I vaguely have recollection of as a kid. Mm-hmm. But again, like no horse in that race. Right. Yeah. And then I watched the trailer for it and it was so vague and I don't know. But I just, I, think, I just wasn't that interested.
1: I think in it, the but trailer now, like just um, tries
2: to sell you on the, comedy. this is a story of Tanya Harding mm-hmm. and it's a comedy. Like right. that's all you really need to right.
1: know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about the greatest showman. Cause Emily was like, everybody says this movie is great. And I was like,
2: Wheel. so yeah, people are
3: going nuts for this. So movie. greatest
2: showman I, there's three things I really like. I really like musical theater. I like theater Hugh Jackman. And I really like movie spectacle. Um, and can
3: you tell us what the movie is about then too?
2: So, I will. I, uh, She's getting to it. Go when ahead. I went to go see the movie, I had no idea what it was about.
3: Ah. I only
2: knew it was a musical. It had Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and Zendaya. And it was like a circus. So you're in. Uh, so I was like, yes. And then, um, before the movie, PJ had mentioned something about, like... P.T. Barnum and Barnum and Bailey's and so how you not even like seen a trailer? Mm-mm.
0: Oh, okay. He's like, hey, if you saw a trailer, I don't know how you fucking missed it. Well, that,
2: so, but. and then before the movie, there was like a uh, uh, interview with Hugh Jackman and the writer, and there was a credit underneath Hugh Jackman's name that said P.T. Barnum. And I was like, oh, fuck.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck P.T. Barnum. Because fuck and- P.T.
2: Barnum. If you don't know, he's abusive, manipulative, and animal cruelty all abound. But... Awesome guy. M- but the movie starts and the opening sequence, I was, I turned to PG and I'm like, oh my God, I love this movie <laughs> because the opening sequence is a really cool musical number. Mm. Um, but then the movie starts and over the course of the movie, I fell out of love with it because it tries to be a bunch of different movies all at once. What it should have done was picked one story to follow, like either do a biopic of PG Barnum um do an origin story of the greatest show on earth or do oh shit what was the other one that i had i can't remember. or
1: the like accepting us for our differences oh accepting
2: us for like yeah because it's all about you're like we are freaks when we don't care what you think um, and by
1: freaks quote
0: unquote you mean like circus people. freaks like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: circus freaks um yeah so it should have Really focused on any of those three things individually, but instead it tried to lump all three of them together mm-hmm. and it didn't do a very cohesive job like the uh, The movie ends with one last big musical number and I was like, oh the movie's ending now Because hmm. it was a very abrupt
1: like well, this guy hasn't directed anything else. Oh, really? He so his director's credits are Natasha Bedingfield. Unwritten original version video short <laughs> 2004.
2: Oh,
1: the greatest showman, hmm. and he is in pre production on Naruto. Hmm, weird. That's that's all N- the anime, uh, maybe like a live
2: action version. Maybe I yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll been open that in movies. a new tab. Yeah,
2: the soundtrack is pretty good. Um,
1: he's a visual effects artist, like he's been a VFX artist, and then he moved up to a compositor and then a supervisor he hasn't done shit how the fuck did he get this movie
2: i don't know but like the the movie has spectacle and it's awesome theater hugh jackman when he's like all in on music because he loves the theater like there's Mm -hmm. blind items about um he donates money to local australian theaters enough to fund them for like two years just because he loves it so much and i love theater hugh jackman and i love when he sings so it yeah the soundtrack is pretty good like if you check it out um But otherwise, like... I'll be honest, I
0: knew nothing about this movie coming up, and I randomly... So, for instance, when my wife is putting our littlest one down for bed, Mm -hmm. generally the intent is she'll put her down for bed, she'll come back out, we'll watch something together, right? Mm -hmm. So I got some time to kill, but I don't want to invest in anything. Mm -hmm. So, oftentimes, I kind of on my Apple TV, go on into the the movie trailer section, right? Sure. Just start watching trailers. Mm-hmm. And Greatest Showman popped up, and the trailer was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it really, like, and, and here's the Spectacle.
2: thing. Spectacle. It's got Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah.
0: I love a mm-hmm. good musical. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I just love a good musical. And it was one of those things, like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, holy shit, this looks great. And the second TIFF came out, I was like, you got to watch this trailer. Mm-hmm. And so both of us, I mean... We haven't seen the new Star Wars movie yet, mm-hmm. and we're super bummed about it. But honestly, if we had a chance to go to a theater tomorrow...
2: you see Greatest Showman. I think
0: we'd probably see The Greatest Showman.
2: So there's two other things about it that also like kind of aggravated me. It dances around the idea of racism. Right. Which, if you're going to make a movie about the 1890s, you can't skirt around it. Right. Um, they kind of like wink and nod at it like racism is a thing but like you can't do that if you're gonna wink and nod at racism go all in and they never ever once mentioned animals and animal like animals within the circus but can you
0: bring that stuff up in the genre that they've presented this movie
2: in? right and that's why how I'm, do you make a musical spectacle saying, about why racism why and animal cruelty. i know and so that's why I am <laughs> saying,
3: i'd like, like to like, see but someone do yeah. it but see then the, my question is how do you make a musical about pt barnum
0: well and that and that was kind of the thing Because when, like saw when i saw the trailer
3: s- i was like well why do yeah. I want to see this? Well, I like when, Hugh Jackman, but...
0: Nice. And that, that was kind of like my split thing when I saw the trailer. Because obviously, so, mm-hmm. um, the greatest show on earth, mm-hmm. P.T. Barnum, Barnum and Bailey, um, they have, they're have they still doing their shows, mm-hmm. but they have, as of last year, like no retired longer include elephants. elephants. Yeah. Um, they sent all their elephants that were in their their stable to sanctuaries. Um, which is something that they promised to do in 2014. And they said, like, you know, by 2016, all of our elephants will be moved out of the show into good habitats and taken care of for sure. the rest of their lives. So, I mean, good on them for changing with the times, right? Because this kind of comes back to, you know, they're doing something wrong, but then they try to make amends. So, do you forgive them or not, right? Mm-hmm. But regardless, you, you, I saw the trailer and I was kind of like... Ah, are they going to approach this stuff? Because yeah. even when he's talking to, in the trailer, he's talking to the little people, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the thing is, though, is he's telling them, you know, you need to be part of the show. This is amazing and everything. But it's like, it's amazing and you're a spectacle because you're a little person. Mm-hmm. So does it address that? And
2: that's, I, I read about P.T. Barnum after the movie. And the first, like his first exhibit was um, like a really old black woman who he claimed was a nurse to George Washington and claimed that she was 162 years old. Like you can't put that in your musical movie. So I guess they started mm. with a little person. Right. Um, but the movie also doesn't try to make P.T. Barnum a good guy. It really, it does showcase that he fucked up in some regards and he was like exploitive and not a, not, not a great person. Mm-hmm. but like in the end he's like yep i'm a good family man so Not i think it really
0: Gilbert. comes it comes like, down to like <clears throat> art form right because he's got a good story
2: yeah it's got a great basis right story, just gu- executed
0: a good, poorly. well a good basis for a story despite the faults right mm-hmm. there's obviously faults there so do you leave that out to make a good movie that'll entertain people make them feel good and happy mm-hmm. or you know because that's a for me, that's the point of a movie, that escapism, right? But if you want to find out about the real P.T. Barnum, then I'm sure there's documentaries, but there's th- Wikipedia
3: pages. Yeah. You know, see, you it's, could it's dig it's through. Reading? But see, hey. Reading?
0: God damn it. <laughs> but I would
3: counter you because we were just talking about Itania, which is basically a biopic, and it right. shows a lot of the not-so-nice things about her and her life growing up, and it was still entertaining and fun. But yeah, they, st- but they a- still put
0: it through a filter of... Granted, I haven't seen the movie, but the trailer is selling the audience on well, dark comedy. Well,
3: the trailer's selling people on
0: all kinds of things. Right, that's but it. I'm just saying, like, it, that's how they're bringing people I think into the, the theater.
2: T- so, like, the tones of the of those two movies are very different. Right. Because I, Tonya, is exactly that. It is a dark comedy, and it is supposed to highlight faults, and nobody's a winner in this movie. Right. Whereas in Greatest Showman, P.T. Barnum is obviously the winner.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and all the freaks that he... Whatever. But...
3: None. It feels like a yeah, weird yeah. genre for this subject. I totally agree with you. It's kind mean, of my preference. No, no. And like watching the about... trailer,
0: I still like had those thoughts like there's problems with what he does to create the quote unquote greatest show on earth. Right. I really wish but it would have been. what were
3: intentions?
2: Loosely based on P.T. Barnum and not necessarily about. P. T. Barnum, like
3: Joe Schmo character, and just yeah, kind of like we're inspired creating
2: by a circus. It wouldn't and it's have, fun. yeah.
1: Then you wouldn't have to think about all this other shit that you already know. Mm-hmm. It would have been more fun.
2: But then, like, it would have very obviously been based. Like, people would know it's based on P. T. Barnum because there is a whole plot where he goes and there's this like Swedish um, soprano singer that he like takes on tour, and it's this whole subplot who. Whatever, I don't want to get into it. But, like, there's a part on her song. Like, she has a song, and she was an, a soprano opera singer. And the song should have had some opera soprano, bits to it. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't.
3: Weird. A lot I'll of mis- the missed. Show.
2: opportunities. Yeah. That's what I have to say about The Greatest right. Showman. Some missed so, opportunities.
0: what I'm gathering is you enjoyed it enough, but you felt like it could have been better. Yes.
3: Tell me about Little Bears from Peru. Yeah, let me.
2: Paddington.
3: You get one more movie. What okay. do you want to talk about?
2: Mm.
0: I know you want to talk about Paddington. I, um... People are judging Sundance shit, movies off of the Paddington 2 scale.
2: What
1: do you want me to talk about? Which on? I really love. I don't know. what <laughs> what
3: Out of these movies, what was the one that really stuck with you that you really loved? These are all the ones you've seen in the last month or so.
2: Oh, fuck. I don't know.
1: Lucas is keeping very close tabs on your movie watching hours. I know. Jesus.
2: So.
3: She yeah. showed me and I wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jumanji was great. It distracts you from being mad that it's a Jumanji sequel by being hilarious. Nice. Sh- Shape of Water. Typical Guillermo del Toro movie, but delightful. Um, Paddington 2. Cute little bear. 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. What's better than that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. right, we're. I don't think we need any more. Yeah. I, I
1: think uh, that needs to be a new segment. Rebecca's Rebecca reviews fast really in
3: 30 re- seconds. Yeah.
2: I can do that. I do right. it on Twitter all the time. Fuck yeah.
3: <laughs> Rebecca's reviews. We're going to add it to the itinerary. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, Tyson.
2: Bohemian Brewski. Oh, I miss Tom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you, me, and Nick have purchased Switches. Yep. And they've been announcing all kinds of cool shit. I want to talk about Zelda because you've enjoyed that. But I first want to touch on just some of their... Because I feel like we're going to probably be long-winded on that. For sure. Let's talk on some of the new stuff they've announced. So with their Nintendo Mini Direct, they announced a new Kirby game, Mm -hmm. the definitive version of Hyrule Warriors. So it'll have all the DLC and both the 3DS and Wii U versions together. So it's
0: kind of like what they did with Mario Kart 8. They're porting it over, but like you pay the $6, you get all the the game plus all the DLC.
3: To an even greater extent that you have the 3DS stuff in there, which was not featured before. And then a new Mario Tennis game, which who doesn't love Mario Tennis?
0: Fuck, that was probably, like, the thing I was most I was so excited about. Yeah, the mini-direct... Kirby looks cool,
1: though. Because I haven't no, played a Kirby game for a long no, time. No, here's the thing. It does look like Kirby
0: fun. looks really cool. Um, Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, I never played. I'm not
3: interested.
1: A,
0: I always had an interest in it, though. And, I, I mean... There's part of me that's willing to pick that up on the Switch if it comes with everything included.
3: That's just not my kind of game, so I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm with Nick on that one. It's like, a beat him up. I'm like, yeah, I'll burn eight hours in Zelda instead yeah. of playing this. I mean,
0: here's the thing. Hyrule Warriors interests me, but at not $60.
3: Yeah, it'd have to be a decent deal. Exactly. Now, as I burn through this stuff, two other things I've...
0: Uh, I'm well, hold on. Mario Tennis, though.
3: That looks like... I'm Mario down tennis. For that.
0: Fucking Mario Tennis, man. <laughs> fucking love wow. that shit.
3: <laughs> what a
2: weird I, thing to be like super excited no, about. Like, I or, love
3: Mario I the Tennis, the th- but or, I thought this or, okay. would be like a three second bullet point. Back
1: when Tyson had his uh, Nintendo Virtual Boy, he played <laughs> I mean, all kinds of Mario no, no, Tennis. No, no. Nintendo Virtual Boy? Nintendo 64 is when it started.
2: <laughs>
0: like the Mario the Mario Tennis game, I don't give a flying fuck about tennis. But Rude. Mario Tennis? God damn it. Those just, are white people. Be nice to them. The, <laughs> I'm sure the white people who play tennis will manage just fine. Um, I was, during that uh, mini direct, when they were like, Mario Tennis Aces, I was like, fuck yes. Mario <laughs> Tennis, god damn
3: it. And it's got a story mode. I just, it made me want Super Strikers. Let's see, I was way more into tennis than I was of Super Strikers. So Super Strikers? It was their soccer, soccer game that we played on the Wii. Oh yeah, I wasn't really that into it. So two other things that they announced that were super cool. Uh, one is this uh, Korg. Uh For oh, those that music Korg. aficionados, no. yeah, it basically looks like a synth, but yeah, so Korg makes uh guitar tuners and different synthesizers and cool electronic stuff for pro audio equipment. They're making a game where you is it play a game or is it just a synth? Yeah, that's like it thing. looks it like look it's like, just it a look synth. Like a game. I so I will tell you both.
1: Okay, fine. <laughs> We'd no, we like to
0: attack you for like 30
1: seconds. Their longer. website didn't have enough information for me at a glance. So I also, hopped, it didn't look
3: like a game. So I hopped on YouTube and it's a synthesizer and that, you know, it's got the different tracks and you can put in your different sounds and change pitches where it becomes a game is it has different ways to export it and different ways to have it set up for HDMI. And you can have up to four players editing the same song at the same moment. So the three of us could be making a song together at the exact same time. That's where it's kind of a game. That's rad. There's actually like a VR game that's
0: kind of like that that's super popular. Really? Yeah, like you... uh, It's two-player, and you kind of compete against each other to remix a song.
3: Interesting. So
1: what was the... Oh, fuck. What was the game on Sega that was really music-based? It was like the two... I don't know. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, Toe Jam yeah. and Earl. Oh, yeah. So Fuck. we need to get Korg to do a team up and do a new <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. See, that would be where it's at. Hey,
2: I have a question. What's a Labo?
3: So that's what I want to touch on last. So Good segue. I,
2: I purposely did not read about it, watch any videos about it.
3: So I don't know what Labo itself means as a word, but what it is is it's like, these, Nintendo, so it's like it Nintendo Labo. Like, I don't know. Uh. Maybe it makes sense in Japanese, <laughs> but it just like... It seems like it's a lab system, like So this was something else that Nintendo announced. It's one of the popular things right now are these little science kits for kids that are somewhat throwaway, like little Which, cardboard uh, things. Uh, Korg makes. <laughs> oh really?
1: Yeah. They make little things that you can wire up yourself to make a little synth kit.
3: So there you go. And you'll see them. I mean, there's little paint where you can paint circuitry on mm-hmm. a piece of paper and make lights They and have stuff. like
2: an R2-D2 one, too, where you yep. can build an R2-D2. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
3: So take that with cardboard, and now you make a keyboard out of cardboard, and you put the Nintendo Switch controllers into it, and now you can actually play a keyboard. It uses Yay. the IR sensors on the bottom of the Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think some
1: of them have like a repeater in them. And it's only it's only this one. So, for instance, on the piano...
0: You only insert this controller into the side which of it, which
1: is the right Joy-Con. Yeah. After <laughs> after you
0: after you finish building your cardboard piano, which I know sounds lame, but if you go on to YouTube and look at it, it's like a legit piano.
1: If you could, I oh, mean, yeah. it's like
0: mechanics and everything. So like, you push a key, and that's what you're doing it... is you're inserting the Joy-Con into the back of the piano, and so when you hit a key, it hits another mechanism, and then there's the like IR
1: sensor sends inside. That. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. There's
1: so, and there's a one that you wear. I was
2: oh like, my that God. is my second question. The What's mech-pack. the backpack
3: one? So that's the like become a robot. robot thing. And
1: it looks like I couldn't tell if they were going if they were showing it on a screen or if it was going Google cardboard wear it like a VR mask.
3: Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell
1: from the preview, but yeah, you build this backpack up and then somehow it knows when you're punching oh. and you're a robot in a game and you go around punching so that, shit. In the
0: in the preview they actually take the back of the backpack off. And so when you move like your right hand forward, Mm -hmm. there's a mechanism through cardboard and rubber bands that moves up. And so the IR sensor can detect that and translate it to the game. Do
2: you want Pacific Rim? That's how we get Pacific Rim. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean,
0: and here's the thing is, you know, I haven't really looked into like the reaction to it because I don't give a shit about what everyone else thinks, but I watched the preview for that. Mm -hmm. And first off, I did see a couple mainstream articles. I didn't click on them that were like, oh, Labo is for kids and that's okay." It's like it's for kids and kids at heart. God damn it. I was like, yeah, (laughs) it is for kids and that is okay." But also I'm a 33 year old adult and this looks fucking awesome.
2: Right. How many kids have Nintendo Switches? A lot. And that.
1: Well, I mean, like how many kids if you look at the numbers to build a cardboard piano? Exactly.
3: But, I don't mean, but being, think I don't about know what if you like these days. think if you were 9, 10, 11 years old, like this would be the thing I'd be like, I need to get this. Mm-hmm. Well, and like those there science was one is what I was on. was uh uh
1: like it looked like a driving sim. It was a gas pedal. Yeah. Um, when they've got and, the motorcycle in. Yeah, and so the thing is, everybody's yeah, like, the you're going to make me pay robots. $60 for fucking cardboard, but it comes with the software. And
2: you pay for knowledge, because that's well, what games are like you now. Can They're also, all coding video games. You can
1: also buy like new cardboard for a lot cheaper. It's, well, but It's the software you're paying for as yeah.
0: well. So this is what I found out today, is that everything we saw in the Labo preview... Comes in two different sets. Yeah, the robot set. Uh, uh-huh. They're not sold separately. Yeah. So there's like the the one that comes with like the robot stuff is like eighty dollars, and the one that's like got the fishing pole and stuff is sixty dollars. But mm. it but it's not just the fishing pole and it's not just the mech backpack. It comes with multiple sure things
1: to go Dude, with it. Give me that fucking. Do you know how much time I spent playing fishing games on my Nintendo sixty oh four right God. Or, or the Dreamcast? No. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the standalone shit? Mm-hmm. Like my oh, grandma. Yeah. So my grandma always had. The little handheld poker games. I, yeah. Yahtzee.
2: I used to play the handheld poker games and the handheld fishy games. Yeah, the yeah. fishing yeah. games. I <laughs> yeah, loved that yeah. shit. And
1: then uh, Ocarina of Time had the fishing yep. mini game with different lures <laughs> and stuff. I didn't even fish very much as a kid, but I loved that shit. So I saw the fishing pole and I was like, I want it. While well, yeah. your dad <laughs> yep. walked you me. from
2: a corner wondering where he went wrong. <laughs>
1: like
0: what well, and, and, like uh, my three-year-old, she loves this kind of stuff. Like she loves building things. She plays with Legos all that kind of stuff. So for me, like for her to sit down and build this cardboard stuff is probably too advanced for her, but for her and I Mm -hmm. to sit down and build it and then play a game
1: for you to slap it out of her hands and do it right. Well, right. (laughs) I mean, but
0: that's 15 minutes later, Yeah. but for us to like sit down and build something together and then play a kid friendly game where it's fishing and there's more to it than just looking at a screen. I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I I saw that and it's like, yeah, it's kind of gimmicky, but there's a reason behind it. And yeah, I think it there's like pretty awesome. there
2: is intention behind yeah, it, exactly. rather than just money grabbing.
3: I'll be interested to know how good the software is, and it's not that it needs to be this in-depth ten-hour fishing no, game. absolutely. But I'm not. curious to know if it's closer to the shovelware that some of the Wii Sports stuff was, or if it's a little more like, okay, yeah, here's a nice reward for I built this thing. I learned all this stuff about circuitry. I can fish and for I a bit and enjoy it. 100% agree with you.
0: Like, that's I'd be my, curious about that. For Labo, my only hang-up, like, all the cardboard stuff looks great. It looks fun. It looks fun to build. It looks functional. What's the What's the game that comes with it? Yeah. Because if it's kind of dumpy shovelware, <clears throat> then...
1: That's
3: kind of cool. Like is it, one is one it worth the $60? one 60 2, bucks? Switch, or whatever to, it was? Yeah. yeah.
1: You'll have to wait until 420.
2: Nice! Uh,
0: I'll be watching Super Troopers too.
1: Um. So,
3: uh, sorry oh, I also you, saw you broke Happy me with Death that one <laughs> oh, we're past that i'm sorry no I just more remembered. movies i just remember wait wait wait. practice here's your twitter what what would you say about Ten that second movie? review
2: uh fun slasher film
3: cool so um so I zelda know. you beat zelda <laughs> did you beat zelda yeah, yeah, yeah. Ganon. I'm Ganon doing, yeah I beat
1: Ganon. I'm doing the champions ballad right now.
3: So we got about ten minutes and I figured we'd dig into this a bit. Zelda's been out <sighs> almost Lucas a had to be my therapist. Zelda's <laughs> been out almost a year.
1: It was stupid easy, wasn't it? It's not that.
3: So Zelda's been out almost a year. I think it's a good time to revisit. I've jumped into the master quest to give that a try. Infuriating, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. You guys have both began and and like yeah, Tyson had a nervous breakdown, to which I didn't know what to say other than like it's a it's a game. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that it. So with Zelda games, this is a non spoiler spoiler alert. In all Zelda games, and I'm not saying this is a way to like uh, diminish your no feeling, no, but I I get you. So in Zelda games, you play the game up until the point of Ganon, and everybody in the world talks about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you, everything is going towards, you must defeat.
1: Ganon right Right.
3: and so once you've defeated him your save state is right before you've defeated him so when you go to play more it's still that time frame so Tyson after beating Ganon was very frustrated
0: I was upset
3: I was bummed that the the world didn't change to recognize that he had defeated Ganon so
0: just real quickly my experience I downloaded Zelda awesome fucking game downloaded DLC did some of that and the whole time I'm putting off fighting ganon because i'm like this is the end game right sure so i kind of go through i do like the memories i do like i find a bunch of different armor like all this other shit right and eventually it gets to the point where it's like well i could keep doing all the side quest stuff but i want to go tackle hyrule castle right Mm -hmm. so i take off to do that i get there and i defeated all four beasts and so i face ganon they all blast him, take him down to half health, you know, at the for his first
1: form. Right. And then right. You sneeze and he dies. <laughs> right.
0: And so after that, I, you know, I defeat him in his what is it, the pure whatever form? Pure malice. Yeah, pure malice form. So I beat that. And there's the end cut scenes, which are super fucking short. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, so let's see what's changed about the world, right? Now that Ganon's gone. <laughs> And I load my save and it puts me right at the door to go in and fight Ganon. So I thought, oh, shit, my save game didn't save. Oh, God. So I go back in there, (laughs) beat Ganon again, same shit, same save. And I was like, what the fuck? Immediately pick up my phone, start texting Lucas.
3: (laughs) And I was so confused. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you're where you're supposed to be. You beat it. Yeah, no, I'm like, no, I'm
0: mad. And so finally, like, so the next, so the conversation carries over into the next day. The next day I'm talking to him and he's talking to me about the memories, right? Which I had unlocked all 12 memories. So I was supposed to get a longer ending, but he's talking to me and he's telling me about like Zelda and Link in a field talking to each other. And I was like, I didn't see that shit. Maybe I need to go talk to Impa.
1: Oh, you didn't get like the extra. I didn't go get
0: the 13th memory. So I go back, I fire up the game. I go back to Impa. She says, oh, yeah, there's a 13th memory, and you go see this. I watch it. Great cutscene, great story in line with the rest of the game. Fucking fantastic. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go fight Ganon again. Keeping in mind that even Lucas pointed out, like, you could just look this shit up on YouTube. But I'm like, nope. I'm going to do it right. (laughs) It's fucking Zelda. So I go to Impa. I unlock the 13th memory. I go back to Ganon, beat his ass down once again, and get the extended memory. which Or the extended ending. Which is fucking great. I mean... The game as a whole, despite my qualms with it, I would still give a solid A to. Like, I don't. But my problem is, is that there's so much to do in that game. And so much is pushing you towards Ganon. And, like, you need to go save Zelda. She's been fighting Ganon for 100 years. You need to go help her out, right? Because Zelda's a badass in it. Well,
2: of course they're pushing for that. That's the whole purpose of the game. Well,
0: right. That's but I mean climax. there's just so much to do, and they're pushing they're kind of pushing you in that direction. So you just you know,
1: ignore them, bitches.
0: Right. You ignore them for as long as you can, and then you go finally beat Ganon. And for me, it was just a little bit disheartening of like this epic battle that really the beasts are all harder, in my opinion, than at fighting actual Ganon.
3: And you're pretty souped you're up by the end there. there.
1: Are you have you done the champions ballad yet? Those are gonna be real upset. (laughs) No, I know.
0: And so I go in, I defeat it, and then it just returns you to that save point, and you've made so much progress. You've you've beat all these shrines, you've done all these side quests, you find all these Koroks, you've you've done all this shit, and you go and you fight Ganon, you defeat him, and then it's like, okay, now pretend like you didn't do any of that shit, and there's all this other stuff you can do, and all that other stuff you can do is super awesome and super fun. Mm-hmm. But it kind of... It, it took me out of it. Yeah. It, it bummed me out. You I was say,
1: it's just a, like a Zelda game. Like, you know, once you beat Ganon, it's just a reset. Because beating Ganon is the whole reason for the existence and I, of the game. And I think mm-hmm. part
0: of it is that I, pr- I haven't played a Zelda game since Wind Waker.
1: Yeah. And
0: so I think part of me forgot about that whole aspect of it. But even then, like, I picked it up once or twice to play it for just a little bit here and there to go do a couple things.
3: Give it a couple months and you'll be like... Ah, and that's the thing. Like
0: I mean, I don't... I'm not... I don't hate the game. It didn't take anything away from the game for me,
1: but I would have loved post-Ganon content. It would have been interesting to like go back into the towns and talk to people. Right. But
2: It doesn't let you do that. No. Mm. No.
1: You're it literally puts you right back at the gate
3: of like, Hyrule. Castle. right before you beat the game. And to be fair to I told Tyson, no sorry, but to be fair to Nintendo, logistically to try to all the change NPCs the entire game would be insane. All the NPCs cuz you'd have to have versions of every NPC before and after Ganon. And you'd have to have versions of them before and after Ganon in fetch mode and outside of it. So yeah. your quests, a lot of them, I noticed this because you and I talked, and I started the master quest. A lot of them revolve around Ganon. So the reasons you're doing things are to help them in the situation, and if he's no longer a threat, yep. Mm-hmm. And, the majority I, and I, of that stuff and falls I totally apart. got that. It was just because I was thinking, for like, me,
0: if I had known ahead of time that once you beat Ganon, you're just put outside the door of the the uh, sanctuary. And so you can go fight him again. I think I would have literally done everything else there is to do in the game before I him.
1: that's the thing is. So I beat him and then I downloaded the DLC and then I checked the hero's path to see like watch my path. Mm, sure, yeah, i was going nowhere, which was super fucking frustrating to watch like certain things that I struggled with, like certain Lynels. I'm just like, oh, fucking <laughs> motherfucker. And then like the ones seeing, in the north, seeing that I had only done like 23 percent of the game. And then I've been playing a lot. I've done Urbosa's Ballad, mm. and I'm at, like, 26%. And I've done 73 out of 90 side quests, and I'm at, like, 26, oh 27%. Also, There's real a quick, lot can that I view. just...
0: Urbosa is the baddest bitch in the game. She's pretty awesome. She is awesome. Like, I love just how, like, nonchalant she is about fucking everything you you know even like the uh she's super badass is she and and always a bit that final ganon (laughs) stuff i like how everything to her is like eh fuck you and she snaps her fingers and just (laughs) wrecks people like so now it was one of my favorite characters in that
3: game so now that you're done take some time when you have 20 minutes to burn you're on your shitter or whatever you're doing (laughs) you got time to burn on youtube and look up the speed run for breath of the wild it's because it's. I think it's under twenty minutes or thirty minutes. Holy shit! And it's the guy. He does the run on the plateau, gets those things, and then goes straight to Hyrule Castle. Holy Jeez. shit! And he steals a bunch of shit there, and then fights Ganon. It is crazy. Trusting.
1: I have no interest in like the master mode where you go through with like three hearts or whatever. So that's what I've been doing. I have no interest. The fucking trial of the sword was frustrating enough. <laughs> I, Lucas got my text like, "Fuck this!" Everybody texted me. <laughs> I speech. think I, I think I've
0: made it. Five levels in to master the master of the sword. I got the really first good. One's the hardest one. The I got, got really levels. good at
1: getting like seven or eight, and then like getting to where you cook your food and everything was no problem. And it took me so fucking long. It was probably four days, and I put it down for a good week after that. was <laughs> hard. And then once I did it, I was just like, I'm gonna go do all the champions' ballad stuff. And the so the champions' ballad you start out they give you a weird thing. And and it's, it's almost like a tuning fork yeah it looks like a tuning fork yeah and oh, i saw that I was just yeah. saying, it's a yeah. one hit kill for anything yep but you're also a one mm-hmm. hit death yeah you go back
0: to the uh shrine of resurrection yeah. and which is fun it was fun i will say this this was... is probably my favorite version of zelda and i mean i'm talking about the character she is awesome
3: yeah she's quite the badass yeah she's
0: great and lucas and i were talking about this a little bit um if you get the extended ending after you uh collect all the memories I would love, much like Majora's Mask was a direct sequel of Ocarina of Time, they've already said that they're already in development of another Zelda game. Mm -hmm. I would love for that game to be a direct sequel of this. And somehow Zelda is, I mean, she's a major part of the story, which is why it would be called Zelda. But like, she's also a playable character. That'd be cool. Like where you can pick, you know, at any time you can swap out between Link and Zelda, depending on what you want to go do, right? So, kind of like in uh, the later Super Mario games, right? Where, like, if you're Princess Peach, you can kind of float when you jump and stuff like that. We'll even they have the... different power sets, and it might make a mission more difficult or more easy.
3: Well, even think of the context of your interactions in these villages. Because mm-hmm. you're the you're the princess of the entire land. Right. That's right. going to change the context by quite a bit. Right. Which also means you can't really sneak around. Yeah. Right. Um, it, I think it would be rad. That's what, I. after I... Again, I just spent all my time. I've
1: got all the armor now mm-hmm. except for Dark Link yeah, it yeah, cost yeah. a fuck ton.
3: Yeah, monster parts,
1: yeah, the monster parts like,
3: <laughs> kill them monsters.
1: Um, uh, but like I've got everything else. I walk around in all the Ganon armor all the time over oh, the fucking looks from cool. the
3: from the DLC. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ganon armor is awesome.
3: All right, my dudes. Well, thanks for talking movies and video games. Disappointed <laughs> yeah. in you, Rebecca. What? Yep, we're just disappointed in you in general. I'm not, you're a good friend. I? Just,
1: you had so many chances to make the, like, no, no, he's, he's Zelda. That's why the game is named Zelda.
2: No, like, I, I, no, I'm not going to be that guy. I, there, I listened to an episode of Dick History with Brian Young. It talked about all about the history, the legend of Zelda. So, I don't know. I about. just
1: think that that meme's really funny right now. It is. That, funny. like, everybody's been no, this is pushing Zelda. that hard.
2: It's great. It's like when I say the Empire is the good guys because they're on all the merchandise. <laughs> they are. They're on all the merchandise.
3: Good point. Well, All right, goodbye. See you later.
1: <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at
3: 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.
1: Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.